come from? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast from outer space. It's your boy, Rob Scott. We got Billy the Kid, a.k.a. the Korean Cowboy, joining us. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Greetings out there far and wide, my earthlings. And this is episode 102, where we'll be discussing the Flatwoods Monster. Yes, boys. We are getting into some southern comfort tonight. <laughs> Uh, this is a, this is some southern comfort here. Uh, now this one is a two for one special. I'm thinking because we two got we got possible alien, also possible cryptid, or, or this is like I guess a Venn diagram. As far as I is in the research, like some people think it's a cryptid, some people think it's an alien, some people think the two are one and the same, or possibly the the cases are. I guess not linked, not it's just a coincidence. I mean, have you guys first off, have you guys ever heard of this one? Did you ever hear about this one before any of this research or anything? No, actually. Um and you know, I I'm definitely I definitely go into rabbit holes with the cryptid stuff, but I'd never heard of this one to be honest. Rob? Uh I honestly have not, and when I think of West Virginia, I think more honestly of the Mothman. Okay. Which okay. actually, yeah, some people th- say could be related to this Flatwoods monster. Could be related, although, although this, it did happen later. Yes, right? this does predate the sixties, right? Uh, uh, Fifty uh, Mothman. Oh, no. Mothman is sixties. Yeah, this is fifties, yeah, right? Fifties. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, for those not familiar with this, um, the Flatwoods monster, aka the Braxton County monster, Phantom of Flatwoods, Braxy. Uh, or the green-eyed monster, uh, is an entity reported to have been sighted on September 12th, 1950, 1952, in the town of Flatwoods, located in Braxton County, West Virginia, after a bright object flashed across the night sky. Now, this tale has come to evolve over the years and has since become cemented, we'll say, in West Virginia folklore, um, just like you were saying, as the Mothman. Uh, now, while locals still hold on to the fact that something otherworldly was seen in those woods 70-some years ago, there are still a fair amount of skeptics who rationalize this as nothing more than a myth. And whether you believe it or not, this case did prompt an investigation by the U.S. Air Force's Project Blue Book, uh, who dispatched a handful of investigators to look into these claims. So was this truly a visitor from a distant planet? Could it have been a secret weapons testing? Or was this possibly just an owl? It was probably an owl. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this episode, we are getting into the 1952 mindset, diving into the history of the tale, the official investigation, and of course, theories from both skeptics and believers. As far as the folklore goes, this is considered more to be a cryptid, correct? Well, you know, that's what I was kind of saying up top. I don't like some people refer to it as a cryptid. Some people think it's a genuine alien. Uh, as we said, some people think it's just an owl. I mean, we'll get into all of this, you know. Um, so let's set the scene here for you. 
All right, just just close your eyes. Let me get you guys. <clears throat> let me get you guys in the right uh, mindset here. So, the year is 1952. Harry S. Truman is president. Jonas E. Salk of the U.S. developed the first experimentally safe dead virus polio vaccine as this epidemic had paralyzed the nation. Uh, The first first Chevy Corvette prototype was completed, and the ever-so-popular Mr. Potato Head first hit the shelf at toy stores. Um, He is now referred to as Them Potato Head, right? Just Potato Head. Just Potato Head, okay. No um, pronouns. Okay, so now... His gender-fluid potato. Okay. Right. A couple stats I pulled. 1952, one in three homes had a television. Average cost of a new house was $9,050. Uh, cost of gasoline was $0.20 cents a gallon. And the average wages per year was only $3,850. What a time. <laughs> what a time indeed. So... That's kind of what we're dealing in. You know, we need to get in that mindset. Now, in terms of UFOs and sightings, uh, by this point, we had seen the the Battle of Los Angeles, 1942, the Kenneth Arnold sighting, 1947, of course, the Roswell incident, 1947. These had all made national headlines. And we've covered all of these episodes yes, in we have. Uh, prior podcasts, if you'd like to check out any of those. Yes, and in July of 1952, just two months prior to the events we'll be getting into this evening, so did the Washington National D.C. sightings. That is episode 76, if you'd like to check that out. Yes, we previously covered these. So these were like a few... episode. These were a few of like the main sightings that were in national newspapers. Um, Now, coincidentally, or maybe not... Um, there also seemed to be an uptick of sightings in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia in the years leading up to this. Um, and I was doing some, like, you know, research into the area. And Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, <clears throat> this is where they allegedly took half of the uh, Roswell, Roswell crash, yep. um, only about four hours away. So, you know, a lot of high strangeness going on. Hmm, coincidental. A lot of high strangeness going on up there at this time. Uh, Now, in pop culture, uh, you know, 1951, you had the thing from another world hitting theaters. You had the day the earth stood still hitting theaters. Sci-fi is all the rage, you know. Um, Now, politically or like geopolitics, you know, the U.S. is seeing the height of McCarthyism and the Red Scare. Uh, We're also in the middle of the Korean War. Uh, so, you know, the Cold War, nuclear fear, is it's all on the rise. Uh, and, and so all these themes become reflective in pop culture, specifically sci-fi, as you had these ideas of like Martians, monsters, invasive beings from outer space. These are being beamed into the psyche of the general public, you know? Now, the town of Flatwoods is located in Braxton County, West Virginia. Population today... 280 or actually maybe that was back then. i think it's i think it's a, i think it's up to like 500 something today wow population 280 uh now braxton county flatwoods basically smack dab in the middle of the state um and you know this this town was founded as a railroad town this is a small town you know everybody knows everybody word travels fast uh 
And I know we just talked about a lot of like sci-fi being in the in the general public's mind. It's at the theaters. It's at the drive-in. Uh, I was also doing some research. Closest movie theater was seven miles away in the next town over of Sutton. Uh, and today, and that's today. So, you know, God knows what it was like in 52. I don't even know if they had a movie theater. Assuming probably not. <laughs> okay, but, uh, you know. 200 s- people in the town. Yeah, but, yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Basically, where I'm getting at with this is safe to say this town might have not been on the forefront of pop culture. Well, it's also in the middle of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, so. But, you know, we're, we're not disparaging our, our West Virginia listeners here. We're just saying, you know, put yourself in that time, that location. Um, probably not a huge pop culture town, right? Well, We've been to uh, Cass, West Virginia, which is also another railroading small town mm-hmm. in West Virginia. Very small town. And, you know, listeners out there that have never been to the great state of West Virginia, there's definitely some uh, interesting folks there. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, it's like a hop and a skip from where I'm at. <laughs> Maybe I could just check out the check out the sites. Yeah, I've actually got Yeah, I got some stuff in the end you can check out. Yeah, now I mean I've been to like Harper's Ferry. That that that's just like a legendary. Like I mean Civil War. Of course, man. The museum there's so cool. Uh shout out to the museum in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. So you go a little further, maybe do some firsthand sleuthing on this uh Flatwoods monster. I, I will I will take a camera and a sound recorder. And maybe like a BB gun for the owls <laughs> will be good. All right. So let's get into the tale itself. Okay. So September 12th, 1952 this is the evening of the sighting. So we got Edward May, Freddie May, Neil Nully, and Tommy Heyer. Now, these are all young bloods from the town of Flatwoods. Uh, you know, they're playing a little pigskin on the lawn of the Flatwoods Elementary School. When suddenly they notice a massive fireball streaking across the sky, the size of a house, one of them says. Now, this thing is headed down, and it seems to slow down before slowly descending into a hillside on G. Bailey Fisher's farm. Uh, they described it as floating down. Now, what was this man's name funny here? It just sounds like something out of a fucking storybook. Yeah. Yeah, G- yeah, crashed down on old G. Bailey Fish's farm over there. Yeah, I think of uh, <laughs> the wonderful life, George Bailey. The Bailey alone, you know. Yeah, it's like it's exactly like that. This is a tiny town, just like the uh, Pottersville in the uh, in fucking. <laughs> it's a wonderful life, uh, and we got these kids. They're playing pigskin. This thing comes floating down. Now, I watched a documentary, which is free on Pluto TV. So check that out if you're so inclined. Uh, And this is a quote from the documentary. One of the kids, I'm not sure which of these it was, says, you know, we saw this thing come down. He says, it could have possibly had some gold on it, so let's go check it out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You see a fireball in the sky that's shooting across the sky. Then it floats down, and then it... how. That's your first thought. And the first thought that it has gold. First thought is just that that they've got some gold from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Like Like, what is it? Like a like a leprechaun, (laughs) like meteor or something? (laughs) Could be. It could have been a leprechaun meteor, dude. (laughs) 
Uh, we got fucking leprechaun meteors flying left and right. <laughs> this guy's thinking gold is falling out of the sky. Um, now, so these kids, they notice this thing. They think there's fucking gold falling from the sky. They had to pass uh, the May's home. Aunt May? <laughs> Not Aunt May. This is a different <laughs> May. Uh, they had to pass Mama May's home uh, <laughs> to get to where this thing was. So they stopped in. They tell their mother, Kathleen May. Now, she gets Eugene Lemon, who in every account, it notes that this guy was a member of the National Guard. I don't know why that's important. I don't really think it is. He's an American hero. Okay? I, yes. I mean, you know. In the middle of West Virginia, where I'm, the National yeah. Guard needs to be prevalent. Apparently. Salute to our soldiers. Uh, you know, this guy is a fucking hero. He's going up there with Kathleen May to investigate. They also grab Richie, the family dog, um, to come with her and the boys to the crash site. Um now, they could still see whatever this was emitting a orange-reddish glow. Upon reaching the site of the crash, the group saw a pulsing red light. And whatever this thing was, they described again as the size of a small house, and it was egg-shaped. Now, as they get closer and closer, they could hear a hissing sound. And a thick mist was all around this object. Now, up in the tree, one of the kids noticed a creature um, seemed to be kind of suspended in the air, perhaps in the tree. And he says it was about the size of a heavy set man just scanning from left to right with massive beaming eyes, literally described as beams of of light as the eyes. Um, So was it Superman? This drawing looks similar to the Iron Giant, if you will. Well, I think it's a little different than the Iron Giant, Rob. Yeah, I mean, he's he didn't, wearing a dress. Ha- that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it's wearing a dress. I was about to say. He's like, this different. guy could be gender fluid here. Iron Very Giant true. was not. Um, it's Iron Giant's wife. Okay, maybe. <laughs> um, so he sees the beams of light scanning. Where's the Iron Giant? What state? What state did that take place in? Huh? What state? I, I don't remember. It had to be somewhere th- around like Ohio or something. Yeah. Okay, I think it was so like Northwest. Maybe this fucking... Uh, maybe they're related. No, maybe Iron Giant, you know, the writers took a little... Oh, okay. You know, took a little from this. A little inspo yeah. from the old Flatwoods monster. <clears throat> okay, so they see this thing up in the tree. They see the eyes, the beams of light. Um, now, one of the boys shines a flashlight on it, and they said it lit up like a Christmas tree, and they realized this thing had to be nearly 12 feet tall and seemed to be hovering just off of the ground. Its head was shaped like a spade, and the body appeared to be a dark metal dress, and its hands were twisted and clawed. Whatever this was began to hiss and move towards them. At this point, they're all terrified, screaming their heads off, uh, and they're running out of there in a stumbling panic. Now, some reports claim that due to the mist, members of the group suffered from throat irritation, vomiting, and nausea, which persisted for days. Uh, these symptoms were passed off as side effects of hysteria, if, if we're following the official narrative. But it is worth noting that uh, these are also telltale signs of exposure to mustard gas. Now, does that cause hallucinations as well? Uh, possibly. I don't know. Who was, uh, oh, so you're saying maybe they were hallucinating this thing? Maybe. 
<coughs> bad batch of mustard gas. Huh? <laughs> Could just be an yeah, l- little tree. little building. Okay. It's a fucking monster. Now, wh- now this I thought was interesting. In the documentary, one of the kids pre- um, present described it as looking similar to a V two rocket, sort of like mechanical looking. Now, how this kid knew what a V two rocket looked like, I have no idea. I mean, this was he was an old man, so maybe he had seen the V twos, you know. Uh, and I think like. Was an October sky in West Virginia? <laughs> I was just gonna say maybe this was uh, this was Homer Hickam. Some of those October sky boys. Yeah, they fucking love rockets. Shooting rockets Dude, off in the woods. West Virginians love fucking rockets. I mean, Homer Hickam. He was like, "I ain't working in the coal mines, Daddy. I'm gonna be a rocket engineer." Elon Musk. <laughs> maybe maybe this whole thing was just in like Donnie Darko world or something, you know. Very well could be, Bill. Because you mentioned October Sky, and I thought of uh, the actor that's in both. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> and my Gyllenhaal. mind just went to Donnie Darko, and I was like, yeah, this is some trippy Perhaps stuff. Perhaps the two are connected. Perhaps. Maybe so, the old moonshine distillery just blew up. <laughs> so, so there's a farmer. I was uh, trying to cover it up by saying it was a monster. There's a farmer about three miles away who also witnessed the object uh, far up on the hill. He described it as a pulsing sort of like that seemed to get dull with time and eventually disappear altogether. Uh, now, some people also claim to have seen a craft take off from up on this hill. Uh, and May and Lemon reported the incident to local authorities who searched the area that night and claimed to find nothing. So, initial encounter, you hear this tale. What are we thinking so far? Like, what are we thinking right here? The fact that more people witnessed it, I think, is interesting, you know? Because if you have some, like, one random farmer, one family, like, they could have hallucinated or something. But the fact that there's multiple people, you know, this guy was three miles away. Okay. Saw something similar. So we have some corroboration. Yeah, okay. It gives a little bit of credence. I don't know if this is later in the outline, but uh, doing some research on... This monster, I found out that there was uh, reports of meteors and asteroids across the sky of West Virginia that entire day and night. Yeah, this is that's later in the outline. That's some of the official story. But I mean, if you hear these this story, the tale, the monster, I mean, what are we thinking? So you're thinking separate incidents. Maybe they saw the meteor. Uh, what are we? How are we explaining the monster? Well, the egg-like craft, whether, the shape. Whether it's whether it's a meteor or an asteroid or a craft, I'm thinking something definitely probably crashed in the woods just based off how many people saw saw, some, okay. saw something or reported it. But just the the fact that all these people were in the woods in the dark, guy drops his flashlight, they're not really sure what they saw. It's just I'm still on the uh a little bit on the fence on this one. Okay, so perhaps, like, you, you don't know what they saw. Probably not an alien, right? It doesn't sound like an alien to me. Okay, okay. What's it sound like? I mean, if anything, it sounds more like a robot. Okay, a robot. So po- possibly alien robot? Could be. Uh, like a drone? Yeah, hovering above the sky. Metal. Looks like a rocket. But, you know. Could, it could be the government, you know? <clears throat> yeah. As we like that, as that's we another that, theory uh, that we mentioned earlier. Okay, okay. The Air Force Base isn't too far off. Okay, yeah. So possibly... Maybe some they're shooting of off some type of rocket. Okay, yeah. 
Maybe Crash Homer. Lands. Maybe Homer Hickam is out there working on his fucking <coughs> rocket. When did that take place? When was <laughs> Homer Hickam? Hold on, let me look that up real quick. Rocket builder, like 1960, I guess. Oh, so like you know, eight years later. Oh, he not went to Virginia Tech. Off. Not that far off. Okay, so not that far off. So he could have been up there fucking around with rockets. Homer Hickam. Where's he from? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, Colwood, West Virginia. No idea where that is. Let's see. Where Same state, is. though. A lot of lot of coal towns in West Virginia. Well, yeah, obviously. Does that cause hallucinations? I still like the theory that a uh, moonshine still blew up in the oh, woods. Okay, so Col- they're trying to cover it up. Colwood, where Homer Hickam was, is about uh, two hours south, almost three hours south. Yeah, maybe a rocket misfired. Okay. All right, all right. So, um, it's a long way to travel. For <laughs> all right, so a homemade rocket. <laughs> um, so the day after September twelfth incident in Flatwoods, another another sighting occurred near Strange Creek, about twenty miles south of Flatwoods, uh, when reportedly George and Edith Snidowski uh, and their eighteen-month-old son were driving through the rural area between Clay and Braxton County on Route 4 when their car suddenly died. Now, George gets out, and he can't get this damn thing started. Um, So he's out there, begins to pick up on a putrid smell, smell of sulfur. Um, Now, he then notices a bright flash of light in the woods off the road. Maybe uh, Hillary Clinton was out there. (laughs) Smelling like sulfur? Hey, well, that is a connection we'll get into. Um, So he notices a a bright flash in the woods off the road, he sees a glowing object and all of a sudden becomes violently ill. Now, Edith, she screams when they both notice what they described as, quote, A creature with no legs, hovering in a body that seemed to be one solid piece. Whoa. So, that description, similar to the original sighting, you know? Uh, except this creature, I guess, didn't have this like spade hood, or maybe they couldn't see this spade head. Um, and the, this sighting, they, um, they reportedly like described the creature as, uh, reptilian and bony looking. Now, as soon as the monster was out of sight, their car restarted couple speeds away. Uh, now Snidowski would later give his account in Mail Magazine, 1955. Classic magazine. <laughs> Classic magazine. Um, were we just talking about that last episode? I don't know if we were talking about Mail Magazine. And we're, and we're, we're talking M-A-L-E, not M-A-I-L. Yes, yes. Male Facts. like the gender. <laughs> um, now, now, let's get into... So, as we said, you know, this happens all the time. This is no different than like Jersey Devil, Mothman, Loch Ness Monster, uh, Roswell. A lot of these UFO accounts, you know, the story, it continues to be told and it evolves with every telling and retelling while a uh, few elements remain the same. So, you know, there's like uh, some accounts they have like in the original sighting, the monster was emitting a horrible odor and a mysterious acidic mist that could burn the flesh off of anything that it came in contact with. Okay, that's a little excessive. Yeah, yeah. And there's also like some tales have the dog. Remember they took the dog with them? Yeah. Some tales have the dog like going. Richie. Yeah, the dog Richie. 
is going up to the uh, craft and then like running back with his tail between his legs and dying a few days later. Uh, couldn't really find a lot of corroboration here, so that could be another, you know... Tall tale. Tall tale. Uh, apparently, everybody getting sick, there's, like, hospital records to prove this. Uh, I searched for, like, some type of corroboration here. I couldn't find too much. Um, and it, uh, this is all untrue. According to the t- two of the original boys that were at the scene that, that say this in the documentary, that, like, this stuff wasn't true, they said this was possibly embellished in order to sell papers you know they want to sensationalize the story um and in some of these stories this is where it was also dubbed the green-eyed monster uh now on the 19th of september 1952 kathleen may and a lee stewart who was a newspaper reporter they fly out to new york to interview for a cbs television show we the people uh, now, if anyone can find this segment, go ahead and send it to us because I was looking for this segment or even this show. I could not find it anywhere, um, but they do have a picture, which I've got here. I'll post this on the Instagram. Um, on the show, an artist draws a sketch based on May's description, and this is where we get the famous image of the Flatwoods monster that we know and love today. Uh, now the results of this sketch were so outrageous that it caused many to immediately just denounce this whole thing as a hoax. Should have got a better artist probably. (laughs) Okay. So you're thinking this isn't a great rendition here. (laughs) I mean, you could do better, right? Probably. Okay. Uh, It's creepy. Um, It's, it's enticing and weird. Very sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you see this in the woods. What are you thinking here? I'm probably not sticking around to see what the fuck it is. Yeah, I'm I'm running for the hills, man. Twelve foot tall. Okay. Beams rise. All right. See you later. See you later. All right. So you're out of there. Um, Now, with all these myths, all these little elements and stuff getting added to the story, the May family seems to be the crux of this whole tale. You know, uh, now does this tale hold more water than some other popular cryptids we've examined? Uh, I mean, I don't really think so. I mean, yes, you have the corroboration, like some people, th- but I, I think what we could be looking at here are two unrelated events. Like you said, this could be a meteor shower. Maybe they saw something else. Maybe it was a monster. Maybe not. Uh, I mean, what are we thinking as far as that connection goes? Well, even if it was a meteor or something else, didn't they say the investigators that went to the scene found nothing? Yep. So, like, wouldn't there still have been some, like, like a hole or maybe some smoke still from it, like, falling out of the sky by the time investigators get there a couple well, hours don't, later? And excuse me for my ignorance here. Um, I'm no Neil deGrasse, but don't meteors, like, burn up? Like, they don't hit, like, an it's an asteroid that would make impact, right? A meteor like burns up in the atmosphere and then there's nothing. Yeah. And I think like, well, they burn up in the atmosphere and then they just kind of like dissipate and just like they're, they're, they just become very small, like pieces of, of rock. Yeah. It's not like you would see a giant fucking like crater with a, like Joe dirt. Um, the fucking space poo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what this was. <laughs> they're fucking, <laughs> They're fucking Joe Dirt out here. I mean, it's West Virginia. You kind of fit it. <laughs> but uh, Ryan, Ryan, that's not was, the size of a house, though. Yeah, that, that's all right. What were you saying? Big. Um, you know, another another thought is 
like you were saying, at, like in, at the inception of, of the episode about how, you know, at the time in pop culture, people were into the sci-fi stuff. So, you know, the first family experiencing that, the second event in uh, Str- uh, Strange Creek, I believe, um, a day later, only a day later, I mean, word could have spread and people could have capitalized on that. So, I mean, it, exactly. It, I mean, it's like we said, it's a small town, you know, exactly. And there were only like, what, like, like, was it 10 miles away? Maybe further, but yeah, I, d- I don't remember. I didn't really do too much background into these, uh, Snidowskis, you know? Um, right. But yeah, I mean, exactly. It's like you said, the the second tale, as far as I could tell in my research, like really doesn't hold as much credence as the the first one. Like people seem to believe the maze or at least the maze think they believe that they saw something crazy otherworldly out there. Um, But these other people, like, I don't know if there's been too much follow up or too much like people really believing their whole tale. Right. And they all could have seen something for sure. You know, like, I don't know, but it, it, you got to recognize that sensationalism is a thing. Exactly. Um, Even in West Virginia, especially. So, so speaking of that, let's get into some corroboration, some proof, because we want some hard facts here, you know, now, uh, great. A gentleman by the name of Gray Barker. Um, this is the same guy involved with Mothman and Men in Black, which we covered in both of our episodes. You familiar with this gentleman? Any relation to Travis? No, no relation to Travis. Blink <laughs> um, But this guy, he wrote the original story in Fate magazine for the whole Flatwood spiel. Um, and he was actually, which I did not realize this, uh, he was actually born in Braxton County, West Virginia, a little old place called Riffle or Rifle. I don't know how you pronounce it, um, but I, didn't, where you're from. <laughs> I did not realize this. Did you realize this? I did not. Um, now, again, we talked about this in like the Men in Black episode, I believe, but uh, this guy, John C. Sherwood, he wrote this article, Gray Barker, My Friend the Mythmaker, where he kind of says, like, Barker would embellish stuff, you know? Like, he didn't care if his stories were sensational. He just wanted to present them as fact. To him, this was all just like a grift, I guess. He wa- he saw the uh, potential in this paranormal stuff, like... It's like what we talk about in our ghost and like spiritualism episodes. There's obviously people that want to capitalize off this. So they're like, he's one of them. Yeah. And they're like, here, I'm going to basically, you know, basically this guy's all in it for the money. You know, he loved to sensationalize tales, really do it up, do it up. You know, he wanted to sell this stuff. Didn't care if there was made up stuff in there. Got to sell those books, baby. Exactly. Now, um, and in another quote I was finding, uh, this guy said that he was not deeply, uh, this is, he's talking about Barker here. He says he was not deeply troubled if something wasn't true was being presented as fact. He was very permissive that way. He did a lot to publicize it because uh, he used it as a springboard to become more or less respected ufo researcher and and he's talking about the flatwoods monster case here so he kind of saw this opportunity you know it's near his hometown he goes to report on it and kind of uses it to develop this um what like a reputation you okay know? okay um now there's also this gentleman ivan t sanders 
Uh, now, we discuss him on our Bermuda Triangle episode. Episode number 78. Check that one out if you're interested. Peep it. So this guy, he's a 14 researcher. He actually became... What does that mean? 14 is like uh, out of the ordinary. I forget the guy. I think it's Charles uh, Fort. Could we also become that? I mean, we are basically 14 researchers. Everything we touch on is 14. Wow. Never <laughs> yeah. knew that. Yeah, we're 14. Um, 14. <laughs> well, okay. Come on. Uh, <laughs> That's what it sounded like you said, dude. 14. He's a 14 researcher. No, 14. Okay. I thought I thought you said 14 too. I was really confused. I was like, see, that's why I was no, like, we're not 14 f- researchers. That would be Jeffrey Epstein. We are Jesus Christ. We, we are 14 researchers. Ryan, that was I was going to say too soon, but not really. Prince Andrew just got stripped of his title speaking of. Oh, really? About that? I did not hear about that. No. I was not aware of this. Good. And this isn't he the guy that said he like doesn't sweat? Yeah, that that was his defense. Oh my god, incredible! His his interview is incredible. <laughs> I never met that guy. I've never seen that girl in my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. and they said, yes, that is a picture of me. <laughs> and in the interview, when they were like, "Yeah, you were still hanging out at his place like years after yeah. he was uh, indicted on these charges," and he goes, "I needed a place to stay." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god, not a big deal. <laughs> Completely contradicts himself. <laughs> all right, we're getting off base here with the. All right, we're not fourteen researchers. We're fourteen researchers. I need to start making money off this research now. As this guy, so Ivan T. Sanders, uh, he is a fourteen researcher, uh, and this guy actually went on to become a founding father of cryptozoology, a word which he himself coined in the early nineteen forties. Um, which I didn't even know that, but I guess this guy took a huge interest in the case. Um, now I'm looking into this guy, this guy, dude, we should do a fucking episode on this guy because he's got kind of a crazy life. His dad was like a whiskey manufacturer that was killed by a rhinoceros, which is crazy. Uh, and he wrote this book called abominable snowmen. Uh, and in this book, he claimed there are four living types of abominable snowmen scattered over five continents. Uh, now, this book was criticized in Science Journal as unscientific, saying, quote, Unfortunately, the author's concept of what constitutes scientific evidence will scarcely be accepted by most scientists. His standards are unbelievably low. Uh, because I guess this guy also, like Barker, like maybe this guy wasn't trying to grift as much as Barker, but... He's not with science. Well, we'll he relied he relied on a lot of anecdotal reports and dubious footprints, we'll say. Uh, and his credibility was actually damaged when he endorsed the giant penguin hoax of 1948. Uh, Classic tale. <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> what is honestly this is a we need to get in. We could do a whole episode on this hoax because I was looking up this. Uh, it's actually kind of funny, kind of crazy, but I guess it was just this big hoax in Florida where... Florida. Yeah. Giant Florida, penguin. <laughs> giant fucking penguin. Is this Billy Madison? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what's going on Florida here. Florida of all places. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe we do it. These are two episodes we can get into. Ivan T. Sanderson and the giant penguin hoax of 1948. But essentially what I think in here is like, 
have you guys seen the movie Sasquatch Gang? I have. I have not. So I've literally watched it with you. Okay, so this guy is like Artemis Snodgrass in Sasquatch Gang. Like he's like the doctor that's oh, like, selling. we have a find here. Like <laughs> he's like he's, selling the yeah, footprint. Exactly. Like his his credibility was damaged because he in, he said this is in fact a giant penguin, and then it was found out to be a hoax. But I think I'm looking at this guy's life. He like we said, he coined the term cryptozoology. He was an avid researcher of these mythological creatures. I think that this guy genuinely cared about this stuff. Like, maybe just got a little too deep. Yeah, like the Barker guy, you could see was clearly like a grifter. He wanted to embellish his stuff, sell books. Yeah, he didn't really care. He, he just didn't care in it for yeah. the money. It's just in it for the money. This guy, I think, actually like cared about this stuff, or at least wanted to like dive into it. Um, and he's actually on. He has an inter- He has a bunch of interviews on the Long John Neville show, uh, which was pretty much like coast to coast before coast to coast. It was like this radio show from the fifties where they talk about like UFO sightings and stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of Long John Silvers. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't find <laughs> the episode, but it's in the documentary, which is free on Pluto. If you guys check it out. Uh, and he does, like I said, he seems pretty interested in this case. He's defending this case, or at least he wants to know like what the hell these people saw. Um, so, I mean, what do you think? Was this all part of a grift? Was this, do you think he was grifting or do you think like, uh, Hey, maybe this guy was really trying to get to the bottom of this stuff in terms of the Flatwoods monster where we're going to leave out the giant penguin hoax. Um, I think that like, May, he he was more passionate, like wanting to know, like learn about the Flatwoods monster thing, but and he maybe wasn't in it for the money like the other guy was. But I think if if the fact that he was willing to kind of bend the truth, almost sacrifice that truth, you know, in, in the name of sensationalism, it makes it to me he loses a good amount of credibility. Okay. Like if he's going to endorse the penguin, you know, <laughs> like, like, like what else is he going to endorse with, with proving the Flatwoods monster? Okay. Right. And the penguin hoax was, uh, years before this. So, you know, his credibility was damaged. He, right. Right. But I mean, if he, had, if he was passionate about it, then, then awesome. Sounds like he's just jumping on the next bandwagon, hoping that it pans out for him. Okay. So you, but you obviously he is into the whole like cryptid thing. He, yeah. Coined the phrase, apparently. So. Which is, yeah. Okay. That's and he's, big. He's researching multiple different things. He's not just like, oh, what can I make money off of? He's probably just like trying to fucking redeem himself after the old penguin thing went down. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm thinking the same. Like, he's need, he probably saw this as a genuine sighting. He wants to look into it. He's got to repair his name after the penguin hoax. Um, so he uses this as that opportunity. I don't know. I don't know if this guy, I mean, on the radio show that they had the clip from in the documentary, like it doesn't sound like he's putting anything in to embellish the truth. It seemed like this guy was genuinely interested in the case. Um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe this guy was a fucking grifter. Uh, maybe, again, he's doing the same thing as Barker, just trying to build up his credibility, uh, sell some footprints. Right. But if he was kind of like more willing to say, Look, I don't, I don't know what this was, but I, you know, like this is the, this is like anecdotal evidence, but it could be a meteor. It could be other things. Yeah. Um, 
It was that what he was kind of doing? Yeah, it's actually go maybe listen to some of these uh, listeners out there too. These John Long Nebel shows—they're kind of interesting. Like when they talk about UFOs, because it's very like you know fifties radio, and they're like so they'll basically have on a believer and a skeptic, and they just kind of go back and forth, you know. And he's like. Well, what about the what about the gas, man? What about the sighting? See, and, <laughs> and here we have Ivan talking about the great penguin. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, the, and you were you were conned, my good sir, with the penguin hoax of 1948. And it's, yeah, they're like, it's pretty funny. They're like debating back and forth, like believer and non-believer. But this uh, this guy was on a bunch, the Sanderson fella, uh, because he was a huge cryptid. Uh, you know, uh, what is it? Founding father, granddaddy. He's the Mac Daddy. Now. At this point in the tale, you know, we got more and more reporters flock into the area and the more and more reporters that come to the area, the more neighbors, uh, people not actually at the scene are being spoken to. And all of a sudden, you know, it becomes a lot and a lot and a lot more hearsay. And this is all going to infiltrate the incident, uh, at least in some of the reports, you know. It's like we were saying, some people sensationalize, some people just want a story, um, so they're talking to anyone and everyone, and that brings us right up into the official investigation. Well, it's like the UFO sightings. First, a couple people say that they saw it, and next thing you know, it's like 100 people. Mm-hmm. Right, because they're hopping on. Yeah. And, and But specifically with the reporters, like... Maybe they couldn't get an interview with the May family, so they're talking to the neighbors, and he says what he saw, which is like totally different, and and this is all kind of going into the tale, you know. Now, with the official investigation, um, at this point, Project Blue Book uh, is well underway. You know, the government has officially started looking into UFOs going back to 1948. Uh, now, from 1947 to 1951, the U.S. Air Force's investigations logged 700 UFO reports. So that's like about 150 per year. No big deal. Uh, now, this case became a part of Project Blue Book when on September 13th, the National Guard was dispatched to uh, take a look at this on orders from the Blue Book guys. Um, yeah, the old Blue Books called us in. <laughs> yeah, so... They send a team out. They search all around. They Now, it is worth noting, they did find an impression about 20 feet in diameter and claimed the grass smelled of burnt sulfur. Wow, about the size of a house, 20 feet. Uh, yeah, and there was some type of, uh, there was some type of, I guess, oil on the ground. Interesting. Um, now, this was later thought to be made from some guy driving his truck up there to take a look. Uh, because 20, 20 foot long truck. Well, maybe this, <laughs> this is like tire tracks or something, something or other. I mean, who knows? Some other UFOs that are running off of oil. I don't know any UFOs. <laughs> we got, yeah. You think aliens are using fossil they fuel to make do an oil change? He wasn't hissing. He was just pissed off. He was like, God damn it. I didn't make an oil change before I came to earth. Um, now this is also worth noting. Cause as we said, you know, tail gets embellished and stuff. Um, it is believed in some accounts that Kathleen may got some of this oil like substance on her dress that night from this alleged craft and apparently men claiming to be from the government took the dress as well as several pieces of metal 
that the witnesses got a short time after the incident. Took her dress, huh? Exactly. And apparently these items were not returned and their whereabouts remain unknown. Now, took her dress, Rob. This is given this is like I was thinking of this. Could this possibly be like a super troopers? Like these National Guardsmen were just like, hey, Steve, bet you 20 bucks I can get her to give me your dress. You know, Man, we're going to need the dress you were wearing that night. Maybe I'll call them chicken fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe these guys were fucking with them. Uh, so that's like the first thing that comes to my mind. Second thing is uh, black oil, dude. X-Files. You know the whole black oil story oh, arc? Okay, okay. Maybe this is where uh, he got some of that. Maybe this maybe this is genuine fucking creepy alien shit, dude. This is like black oil in the fucking X-Files. Sulfur, dude. Well, that's the smell. Sounds like a demon. <laughs> so you think this thing was a demon? Could be. Okay. Um, red, now, red glow, sulfur-like smell. Lights coming from the eyes. I mean. Mist. Gold. Leprechauns. Oh, that's uh, that's what you'd say. <laughs> okay, so that's just what some idiot thought. Now, on another occasion, uh, while inspecting the location of the crash site, as well as uh, so these other guys, they discover a huge indention in the ground. Um, this is again another account. Um, they said they found strange pieces of a coiled substance. Um. And they would have this stuff analyzed, which would result in some strange findings, they said. Um, perhaps the most bizarre was that when this substance was placed in water, it would uncoil. Um, like it was a giant, I guess, piece of snake skin. Um, but this guy said it was like much harder than a turtle shell. So this is like some crazy type of metal that's like coiling and uncoiling with water. Classic alien stuff. That is some classic alien stuff. But again, it's this like is the all, metal from uh, the Roswell. Exactly. Site. Yeah. It reminded me exactly of that. Um, now, as we're saying, the sulfur, the Hillary Clinton, Rob, that you dropped, <laughs> is this more evidence of like a reptilian extraterrestrial? Well, the other sighting was reptilian in nature, was it not? The guy described yeah. it as a reptilian. So possibly. And then these other guys are fumbling around in the dark. Guy drops his flashlight. Who maybe a rep- really yeah. soft. but she said little claw arms like maybe a reptilian uh, maybe also a dinosaur. Th- and the sulfur smell dude that's that's well, key with reptilians right it is um snake like turtle like <laughs> reptiles rep- or t rexes <laughs> yeah, now, again reptiles again reptiles yeah <laughs> now uh now by this time the press they're all over this thing you know and apparently a lot of these stories that are coming up and up in the press uh, they sort of switched the narrative, we'll say, and they started making the witnesses uh, appear like ignorant country folk, you know, who had become scarred during a meteor episode. Uh, now, this became the view uh, taken by several astronomer experts in interviews with local and national papers in the weeks following the encounter. So, like, what are we thinking here? Is it... Like, is it fair to, I guess, say, like, oh, these guys are just, like you said, they're idiots. They think it's fucking gold on the thing, and they're seeing just crazy shit. Like, there's no credibility here. Well, okay, so if you think about what's happened so far, like, as far as alien encounters go, Uh Roswell incident happens, there's 
clear, obvious records of a crash site, wreckage being recovered, government seizing the wreckage, taking it off site. And covering up. In LA, the UFO sightings in LA, DC, New York. Like those are all, if you're, even if you're there just for more than the investigation, those are all interesting places to go. And then imagine you got to go out to fucking bumfuck West Virginia, middle of nowhere, and you can't find anything. You're probably just going to write it off. Like, oh, these fucking idiots out here don't know what they saw. Probably just a meteor shower. Okay. Because if you're in L.A., you're like, oh, this is cool. Out in L.A., hanging out. People saw some <laughs> UFOs. At least in Roswell, they actually recovered something. Well, Who, Roswell. God knows what. I mean, yeah, it's not an ideal location, but there's still like mountains of evidence that something happened there. It's okay. not just, uh, oh, these fucking family of people all have the same story. They don't really know what they saw. Something smells like sulfur, and we go out and just find a fucking indentation out in the woods. Okay, so you're speaking in terms from like a, a reporter's perspective or a natty guard or UFO, like well, blue book perspective? Yeah, all what? of them. It's just like it's not really an interesting place. There's not really a lot of investigative materials there. Like say that there was still a craft. Oil. Like you said, you think aliens are running around in fucking oil-powered UFOs? Black oil, dude. Piper Maru, X-Files. That's way later, dude. All right. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm speaking from that perspective. All right. What are we thinking, Bill? When, when Rob was saying like, you know, they, they found hard evidence with the Roswell, Roswell crash and things like that. Um, what? Like, I kind of agree with Rob. It's like, what, what, what's actually hard evidence but besides, like, hearsay? Like, yeah, fucking if, if we're going to be taking their... the Iron Giant. Okay. That's all you got. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. A kid's fucking drawing. But at, okay, this isn't a kid. This was an artist. How old was this? We artist? the People, CBS segment, dude. <laughs> no, we the People. <laughs> saying, uh, <laughs> we the in people. terms of the, their, the May family and these kids' credibility, like, are these just idiot simpleton country folk well, or are no, we saying not, like hey the, maybe these people did see something like no i'm not saying i'm not trying to write it off myself i'm just saying it's easy to from write. that perspective where you don't have any evidence you know what i'm saying yeah, like, like he if said you, it's if, hearsay if you took it to court and you're like oh my fucking kid saw a meteor that had gold on it crashing <laughs> into the mountains and then you're like oh well the police went there and they didn't find anything so that's fucking bullshit Okay. You're okay. not going to get very far with just what you saw. Exactly. Again, going well, back maybe, to... maybe, though. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And it becomes their word against... Old blue books. The skeptics. <laughs> well, it's like there's two camps here. Like, by this point in the tale, blue books doing their official investigation. Reporters are covering this thing. And there's basically two camps. It's either that... What's the leader, the main guy from Project Blue Book? What's that guy's name? Jay Allen Hynek. Is that guy coming out? No, he's not. Which is, just again. just sending his boys out there. But see, exactly. National Guard. Because like serious, you said. Hynek would have been on the scene. Exactly. And maybe that's what that's where we get to like, you know, he's covering other stuff. And maybe. The, he's probably sending he's just the like, rook out there. Hey, rookie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, rook. Go ahead and handle this West Virginia Braxton <laughs> yeah. County case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but there's basically two camps here, which is like. 
that the the people that saw this, the witnesses, they're they're idiots. They're uh, you know, I mean, that's a little fucked up. Simpletons yeah. or whatever. Simple country, country folk. They're fucking yeah. dumb. Or it's that. Well, no, they're not stupid. So there's obviously a cover up. You know, there's no middle ground. It's basically those two camps in in like terms of ufology. We'll say now. Despite the media making this group of witnesses out to be stooges, um, <laughs> there are some unconfirmed accounts, we'll say. Uh, you know, in some accounts, again, unconfirmed, Kathleen May received a letter from the Pentagon. Is ex- this fact or just, again, hearsay? This is, again, some accounts. I couldn't find, I didn't find the letter. I didn't find, again, it might be out there. I don't know. I couldn't, I'm saying with my. Dogpile and Google and fucking searches. Reddit. <laughs> yeah, and Reddit. I couldn't find the letter, but uh, apparently she got a letter from the Pentagon explaining that the object she had witnessed was, quote, an experimental military craft designed for lunar travel uh, and explaining that she better shut the fuck up. You know, you better shut your fucking mouth, they said. Sign the Pentagon. Are you going to be sleeping with the fishes? Yeah, they said, basically, they just told her to kind of keep quiet about the incident. Um, I mean, you know, think about it. We're in the space race. We're in the Cold War. Loose lips sink ships. You know, we're in the, we're at war with Korea here, folks. We can't be out there spouting about our goddamn rockets and lunar craft, you know? Yeah, we can't be giving away our secrets. Exactly. So maybe this maybe this does lend some credence to the whole fucking like experimental military craft idea, yeah? I would say so for sure. I, I mean as a possibility, but lunar craft? Yeah. Like Well, think about it. We're uh what was when was the space landing? Uh 69. 60s, yeah. I thought it was 62. I think it was early 60s. So I guess it would be kind of around the same time. No, it, it was 69. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not so a scientist. Maybe. But again, lunar craft, this could have been an infancy. Like maybe they were experimenting with some type of lunar craft and it crashes over here. Yeah. They send it out from the Air Force Base in Ohio, crashes. They go to the scene and they don't find anything. Yeah. Because again, what do we know? And then they said that they saw something leaving the site. Remember? Operation Paperclip. We've. We've got the Nazis working for us. Obviously, they don't want the public finding out about that. Um, you know, good job. Maybe there. the Flatwoods monster is like one of the space guys, like the astronauts, a Nazi, in like a prototype, like spacesuit, or <laughs> like or Back to the Future, <laughs> yeah. where he gets out and she thinks it's an alien. I have your destiny. It could be a fucking uh, robot, like a lunar robot. Maybe it, it absolutely could. Crashed. Okay. All right. Well, all in all, you know, the Air Force, their whole official investigation concluded that the fireball seen by witnesses was just a meteor. In the Blue Book files, uh, they say that this was confirmed by an astronomy club out of Ohio. <laughs> That's a reliable source. It is Blue Book. This is, a, this is Air Force, dude. These are in the official files. I actually found I the... I know, uh, but I'm just saying... Well, the uh, astronomy club confirmed it. So, well, if they're tracking, <laughs> close meteors, the book on this one, guys. If they're tracking <laughs> meteors, and they say, "Oh yeah, there was like six fucking meteors that night." Yeah, but that's like 
Well, the podcast from outer space, they reported it as true, guys. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. So you're saying we have no credibility. <laughs> I don't believe that. We are a credible news source. I agree. I'm just saying I'm not. I don't I'm, think it's a government <laughs> level <laughs> fucking. Dude, in the 50s, people are honorable. This is a fucking astronomy club. And this, now we're not. This is fucking Homer Hickam out there, dude. He knew about rockets. He became a fucking NASA dude. I'm not, what do you know I'm about me? I'm not meteors? denying it, dude. You just said this, hey, this club has no credence. Oh, which one of us was teaching astronomy merit badge? Was that you or me? And who was smoking weed? Both of us. <laughs> 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 All three of us. <laughs> All right, this is... I, all I'm saying nothing is... nothing to do with it. This was the official blue book, like, papers. I found the papers, the redacted I, yeah, copies of the papers. I, I understand that. I'm just saying that's, like, a very... That that to me says that they don't really give a fuck about this. If okay. They, they're saying, well, it was reported by the Astronomy Club of Ohio. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just saying maybe they the corroborated it with the Astronomy okay. Club of Ohio. Um, now, Sounds again. Legit. Okay. So they corroborate the meteor with this Astronomy Club, which Rob says has no credence. I'm saying the opposite. <laughs> I think this Astronomy Club is respectable. I'm thinking the Astronomy Club knows what they're doing. They knew the meteors were out there. Um but as for the monster, now the Project Blue Book file does in fact refer to the case as the quote West Virginia monster, but it does nothing to attempt to explain the monster. So they just put it in there. They, they literally refer like I'll post a link to the official Blue Book files, which I found uh, kind of hard to read. But if you zoom in, you can look at it and it's literally refers to the case as West Virginia monster, but it only explains the meteor. They do nothing to like blue book did nothing to explain the fucking monster sighting. Um, so that being said, let's get into some of these theories, you know, now, as we said up top, uh, reptilian description, this kind of matches that. Do we think this was a possible reptilian alien? Uh, a lot of people say that was this a possible scout for a coming invasion. Obviously not. That's what a ton of these early theories seem to suggest. Um, but yeah, it's like you said, if that's the case, that's one hell of a long uh, mission. You know, seeing as how we still haven't been invaded, I guess, in a classical sense. Right? Or have we? Exa or have we? Now, I'm looking Just at this one. 152... Uh, sightings per day <laughs> no, in the 50s. No, it was per, per year. Yeah. Uh, but so parallels into the day the earth stood still. As we said, this came out the year before. Now, have you guys seen the film, the 1951 film? I have. You remember the robot? I have not. The robot, dude. His name. Have you seen the remake with Keanu Reeves? I have not seen that. Yes. Okay, check yeah, it out. I've seen it's the Matrix. And remember, <laughs> remember the robot, <laughs> Klaatu? Yes. He's just like a, ro okay. a robot, like scouting out. Remember, he's like, what is, who is your um, like, so you're saying smartest scientist? Maybe these people just stole this idea from the Exactly. Maybe, again, we said, though, their closest movie theater was the next town over. Maybe these kids hadn't seen it. Maybe they did. Maybe they knew all about this. Like Maybe they were into sci-fi, like Homer Hickam, and they're loving rockets, and then they just kind of see what they want to see with this meteor. Um, but speaking to invasion in a classical sense... Uh, maybe we have 
been invaded. You know, I mean, David Icke's The Biggest Secret wasn't published until 98, uh, where he's talking about reptilians ruling the world and shit. Um, but I'm pretty sure in that book, he credits the reptilian overlords with being here since like Anunnaki times. And he attributes everything from like the rise of society to current geopolitics to the lizard people. Um, so a scout probably wasn't coming here in 1952 for the incoming extraterrestrial takeover. Am I right? Just a rare sighting of one. Okay. So you think maybe this could have been a reptilian scout? No. Okay. I was just going with it. So no credence for the reptilian scout theory? No. Okay. Uh, nah. All right. Yeah. Other people are saying maybe this region itself, like West Virginia, Ohio, um, maybe some type of entry point between the world of these reptilian creatures and ours. Perhaps that's why there's always like high strangeness in these areas. Like we said, Mothman, there's other sightings, Ohio, PA, you know. A lot of weird West shit. Virginia is the uh, Mount Shasta of the East Coast? Possibly. Quite possibly. Okay. Um, now, if we're thinking more in like a terrestrial realm about this, um, there's a theory that this creature possibly was some sort of deformed human, like the Melonheads. Have you guys heard of the Melonheads? I've not. Okay, again. Yeah, well, I, I was reading about some of the topics we're going to be discussing and and I was looking into it. It's just, it's creepy. It's like the, they, they, the melon head. They're just like hanging out in the woods and like, yeah, just with like giant heads. And they're actually, actually just like people that like evolved into these like monsters. Dude. Yeah. Honestly, we need to do it. I'm, I was looking at this and I've came across this mel like similar melon heads theory. Well, I guess this theory says the creature could have been a type of melon head, but melon heads are like folklore out of Ohio, Michigan, Connecticut. Um, it basically is like these melon heads were kids that had some sort of like deformity, um, that made their heads abnormally large and they were kept in hospitals and performed like this doctor named Dr. Crow experimented on them and maybe like made their heads even bigger. And then they eventually like kill him and escape the hospital, and then they just, like, reside in the forest, like, attacking Jesus people. Christ. And fucking monsters. Dude, it's crazy. Is this the Goonies? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, this is a fucking crazy story, but uh, what do we think? I mean, possible, like, deformed human? Maybe a melon head? Maybe we do a melon head episode, yeah? Let, yeah. We'll Hell get yeah. some interest from, from, from the Loyal Legion. Okay. But what do we think about that? Deformed human? Maybe just some sort of crazy, like... Just smelling like sulfur. Wrong turn type shit going on out there? Those guys would have been killed if it was wrong turn. Just arrow to the head. Yep. <laughs> not, the, not just hissing at him. Classic West Virginia tale. Okay, so not a deformed human, we're thinking. I don't think so. All right. Maybe, but what's with, like, the metal dress, you know? Yeah, I guess. That whole thing. That, yeah, I guess that doesn't really hold up. Um... Now, in terms, again, of like hoax uh, or just like, you know, maybe they saw what they wanted to see. I'm doing some more research. This edition of Galaxy Science Fiction, again, I'll post this on the Instagram, all came out in August 1952, just a month before the sighting. And here we can see some type of Martian with, uh, what does his helmet resemble? A spade. A spade. Uh, so perhaps, you know, they just kind of, maybe the kids 
were all the rage. They were buying this Galaxy Sci-Fi for 35 cents. Um, they got a copy in August, and maybe those kids kind of had this in their mind. Whatever they saw that night, they just kind of built this up to be. We got the coincidence of the meteor, uh, and bing, bang, boom, you've got a fucking cryptid in the making. That looks eerily similar to the Flatwoods Monster drawing. Like, uncanny. Okay, what are we thinking here? Possibly, like, maybe this was just in their psyche. It's it's fucking kids, you know? Yeah, kids being kids. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. <clears throat> okay. I also like how this Martian is, like, taking a picture with a, <laughs> like a normal camera. He's on vacation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? We need to read this article in the Galaxy Sci-Fi. Um. Now, all right. First so, time in the big city, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got it. You know, pictures in. Now, so are we thinking maybe this was a complete hoax? You know, like like Rob, you were saying with the Lonnie Zamora incident, like it's a possible just the whole thing was a hoax by some like, you know, some mischievous kids. Like there are those that believe this whole thing to be fake, usually saying that like the UFO crash, ob- like the meteor was a convince a coincidence. And then maybe these kids were hoaxed. Like the picture here, I've got this, this guy made a whole article about how this thing could be a giant hoax. That's a lot of work to go to. Okay. And so, if you're gonna, if you're gonna really go in on the hoax, why, why wouldn't it be there to, when the investigators and the blue book guys are there, they okay. don't. That's the point of the hoax. Then you're just completely like fucking over these people, of like prank, good prank, right? Pranked you, pranked you, fucking giant alien suit. Then we're out of there. Bing, bang, boom. These people think they fucking going crazy. Maybe. I mean, I think I think like putting in the work for that. I mean, look look at the benefits that they reaped. I mean, if the whole thing was faked, we're we're talking about it on a podcast this amount of time later. 60 Legendary. years later, 70 years later. Okay, so you're saying possibly a hoax or no? Or they would have come forward? I mean, I think... I don't know. I, who knows? I think I believe up to something crashed in the woods. And then after that is kind of like murky for me. Okay. So... Maybe they saw something and they're already like have like a heightened sense of paranoia and anxiety because uh, they don't know what they're going to see. They can see the thing off in the distance. It's like when you're fucking going ghost hunting, dude. You want to see something. Yeah, you're like really trying to find something and like but anything again, the, that moves, okay. you're like, oh, what was that? But what again, the, if we're going off that theory, these kids were just playing football. And they thought maybe let's find some gold. They didn't. I don't think they had aliens on the mind. Like they weren't going alien hunting. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. They saw the crash and maybe they were like, "Oh, fucking aliens." Yeah. Okay. Well, didn't the one kid say it was could be a UFO? No, he said it could be gold. But is that guy has some gold? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one kid said that, but I swear in my research, one of the kids also was like, "Oh, maybe it's a UFO." So I don't, I don't I never heard about that. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I mean, you just kind of spouted out the most popular theory, which is the owl theory, which is, um, you know, Committee for Skeptical Inquiry concluded that the bright light in the sky reported by the witnesses was most likely a meteor, as we said. Um, the pulsating red light was likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon, 
and the creature described by witnesses closely resembled an owl. So again, you know, it's like maybe they saw, here's a picture of a classic barn owl here, which is what a lot of these skeptics say they saw. And it's like you're saying, Rob, their perceptions are distorted by this heightened sense of anxiety. And they see this fucking creepy owl sitting up in the tree branch. And because of panic and fear, uh, this becomes like a horrifying creature that we know today. You know, the owl was likely perched on a branch. Uh, and in the confusion and fright, they uh, they thought it was this tall creature, round head, glowing eyes from the reflection of their light. Um, and then, boom. I mean, some, some reports even say that um, Kathleen May, in, in her initial interview, stated that the eyes appeared similar to a raccoon. Um, and even the hissing, even the hissing, whining, squealing. So this was said to be heard by the group of witnesses. And this is apparently similar to sounds one might hear from the common barn owl in certain situations. Now I've clipped a couple of examples here. Now let's take a listen here. I'll I'll play the clips for our listeners because some of this stuff is kind of creepy, but so this is the barn owls laughing, laughing. Yeah, imagine you're in the woods at night and you hear this. No, thanks. It's a little creepy, right? Very creepy. Yeah, that's super creepy. Laughing. They're just laughing at you. A little chuckle, a little chuckle, a little owl chuckle. Now, take a look. Let's click on the second link here. Um, So this is like a barn... Fast forward to about 16 seconds. This is like... That's like a barn owl's call. This could possibly be the hissing, yeah? I mean, that's kind of creepy, right? Yeah, that's extremely... I mean, if you just heard that just out in the woods, just having no clue... After seeing a fucking meteor, you know... Now let's go to the last one. This is the hissing of a barn owl. Um, so check this one out, and we'll play the clip for you guys as well. Jesus Christ. It's like a that sounds, gator. Sounds like a goddamn alien. I mean, that's pretty creepy, right? Like, you're think about you're a, a child. You see a fucking meteor. You're like, there's, there's some goat on that. Uh, you go up the hill. <laughs> first thing I think. And then, boom, you hear this fucking yeah, exactly. owl hissing. You're going to be fucking kind of freaked out, right? Oh, yeah. Very freaked out if I hear that shit. Okay. Now, if we're going... All right. So, if we're going off this theory... What oh, causes an owl to make that noise? Um, Probably just like territorial. Just like, you know, maybe they're... The Protecting owls, the nest. Yeah. Maybe the owl's frightened or something. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an owl expert, but... um. Now, so a lot of the comments I'm reading, you know, as I'm looking up all this stuff, researching this, so the owl theory seems to be the most prominent, like, explanation. But a lot of people question the owl theory, and they say, you know, it's pretty condescending to assume that, like, West Virginians, of all people, couldn't identify an owl and would mistake it for an alien monster. Well, you got people writing them off as idiots. Some fucking country bumpkins. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, is this, uh, like, think about it. This is probably like a group of people who grew up in, in rural farmlands, 
Uh, why would they fail to recognize an owl? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Like they're they're out in the middle of nowhere. They're used to nature. Yeah, you they're think like, they would see these owls all the fucking time, right? Yeah, they would know it. They would know the hisses. They would know the sounds. So, I mean, are we thinking that maybe poke some holes in this owl theory? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a little a little harsh to say. Oh yeah, they're just West Virginians and they just heard an owl and you know and it, it, they they might have freaked out to Rob's point. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. That, that could be because well, there's a difference though in like the hooting of an owl and that I've never heard that hissing noise before. I've seen an owl in real life. Okay. I've heard it's like called before, but I've never heard it make that fucking last noise that you played. But again, we didn't grow up in fucking middle smack dab middle West Virginia. Yeah, that's I, true. but again, it's not like everybody in West Virginia is a fucking pioneer like Hugh Glass. Out. That ain't no alien right there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's not Hugh Glass, the fucking pioneer surviving bear attacks. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or is that the case? They call when you get attacked by a bear and survive. They call that a West Virginia bar mitzvah. <laughs> really now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right here? That's a West Virginia bar mitzvah, baby. Uh, but no, oh, my it, God. You know, it's not like everybody is a fucking mountain man pioneer in West Virginia. Also, a majority of these witnesses are kids. That's true. And Three it's like kids. You, it's like you were saying, like uh, uh, four kids, and then Kathleen and the National well, yeah, Guard. Plus, the mom doesn't even probably want to be there. Yeah, and the National Guardman was 17. Oh, well, I did not know that. But it's also like... Uh, it's like you were saying, you ever been to West Virginia? Like, have you met the folk there? Like, remember the dude that tried to sell us moonshine? How could I forget? <laughs> so it's like, like if this is the caliber of, of people, and I, again, I'm not saying all people in West Virginia are selling moonshine, but you know, yeah, this no gentleman disrespect. was. Hey, and this is absolutely no disrespect to West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia is God's country. You know, it's I almost West Virginia. It's almost heaven, dude. We are huge West Virginia fans. Um, Wild, wonderful West Virginia. Exactly. Shout out but, to WV. But again, you could see, I guess, um, you know, uh, the thing here seems to be like we were saying. They saw something extraordinary out of this world because they were expecting that. They saw the fireball. The kids said there might, there might be gold on it. Let's go take a look. They're freaked out by this Next owl. You like, know, you got the mist, the sulfur yeah, that, smell, yeah. the dogs running around, exactly. kids are screaming, you're dropping your flashlight. Exactly. God it, knows what happened. That's out there. a classic West Virginia night. I mean, what are we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what are we thinking here? Owl or no? I mean, uh, do we think it genuinely was an owl or no? I'm gonna go with yes, based on the research that we've done. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on it because. Okay. <sighs> Actually, I think I'm leaning more towards it was an owl, <laughs> but I'm not saying but I'm not saying that West Virginians wouldn't notice it. I just think they saw a meteor freaked out because there's all this sci-fi shit going on in the airwaves and everyone's talking about it. So that's kind of like in their subconscious and they go out there and they see this meteor and then they see this fucking owl just sitting in the trees in pitch black making all these creepy noises and in their fear and like ghost hunting mindset, they make themselves believe and turn it into this elaborate. But what about the story. craft? They said they saw an egg shaped craft up there pulsing. Okay, but this is this is just my 
two cents. Uh-huh. Do you remember that time we were trying to ghost hunt out in Pungo and we kept driving by that house and thinking we saw something in the uh, backyard? That was that, yeah. And, and it was just the light reflection. It was because we wanted to see something. We saw, thought we saw a fucking ghost or whatever it was. And then you drive by in the daytime and it was just a fucking barn Born, with yeah. a weird light on it. Okay. Yeah. So it's exactly. like, it's like the, that. They didn't go up there multiple times. They saw it one time for a split second and got the fuck out of there. So. Like, who knows? So maybe it was an owl egg and they just thought this is a crazy fucking... I I mean, the craft, I'm not sure. I think what could have happened is meteor, asteroid, whatever you want to call it, could have struck the hillside. It's smoking. Maybe it fucking landed on God knows what out in the woods and is creating some weird smell. And then they're freaking out still on fire they see something and they think it's an alien okay but again who knows who does know yeah or they or they could have saw the alien you know i don't want to completely discount that as well okay so you're so maybe alien you're not ruling out the possibility well i mean because if you think about the time with roswell and like you know the incident um with how many UFO sightings were seen every day. And there is freaky um, shit going on. I, I, yeah, and I, I'm not... It's it's a high probability to say that all those people were making that up or lying. So, I don't know. Um, well, you know, owl or not, the Flatwoods Monster seems to have become a West Virginia icon. Now, I don't know. Have you guys ever played the Zelda game Majora's Mask? I have. I have. It's not as good as Ocarina of Time, but it's still really good. Uh, do you remember the Flatwoods Monster? Take a look. I got the picture here. They have like a recreation of the Flatwoods Monster uh, in the game. It's like a creepy alien type thing. Um, so, dude, this is another fucking cryptid we're talking about immortalized in a video game. Uh, and more than one, in fact, as this fellow was also featured in Fallout 76 here. Uh, did you guys ever play that? I did not, but I'm interested to now that we've done this. I did not know that it yeah, takes I have place not. in that area. Yeah, I think they had like a whole spiel. Yeah, yeah, like West Virginia, and there's a bunch of sites in the video game. They got the Flatwoods Monster in there. Um, now, in Flatwoods, there is also an ice cream shop called The Spot, um, which offers a photo op with a painted iteration of the monster, uh, in, which you can see here. It's like one of those big boards where you put your head in it, um, and they got the Flatwoods monster there. When are we going? Like we said, Billy could be our boots on the ground. Take a trip up there. Check out the museum. Go check out the Mothman one too. Yeah, put put give him some stickers of the podcast. Um, Maybe we get hell this, yeah this ball rolling on the uh, Patreon. We just take a tour around the U.S. going to all these yeah, museums. That would be awesome. We do some videos, oh, like man. you were saying. Um, a road trip for the that'd boys. Be sick. Yeah, and it's like you said, there's a museum dedicated to the monster story, which operates in the town of Sutton, which is a few miles south of Flatwoods. Um, This opened in 2017, and the owners have been surprised as to how many people want to come visit anything dedicated to Flatwoods Monster. Uh, They said we get about 50-50 local folks and others coming from far and wide to check out the legend of the Flatwoods Monster. Um, So... If you guys want... Having been to the Roswell Museum, God knows what this thing looks like. That's probably pretty cool, dude. I would love to go check (laughs) it out. Um, 
Now, if you want more information, check out www.braxtonwv.org or call 304-765-6533 for more information. You know, I went to the website and I was very disappointed. They have a t- they had sorry a T-shirt of the Flatwoods Fire Department oh, with the yeah. monster <laughs> driving cool the fire t-shirt. truck. It's fucking awesome! I wanted to get that shirt. It doesn't exist anymore, apparently. I think you can. I was actually going to buy it myself. I think you can on the. It's on the fire department website. I went there. You, oh. It's not for sale anymore. All right. Well, Wes. Maybe we uh, hit them up. Yeah. Send Flatwoods them, Fire we Department. We send them some podcast stuff. They send us some <laughs> Flatwood shirts. Yeah. A lot of stuff. I also saw the lanterns were pretty cool that they sell, <laughs> like the Flatwoods lanterns. Um, but the site now, this also I find is interesting. Uh, so the site itself, where the sighting occurred, the old George Bailey Farm, <laughs> G. Bailey uh, Fisher Farm. The old Bailey place. Yeah. The Flatwood site itself is now private property, which is not accessible to the public. Now, I was searching... Debatable. I was searching who would have bought this property. Elon Musk? Possibly maybe the government, mm. uh, some front organization. Maybe the government's got this property now because they want to keep things hush-hush under wraps. Maybe the monster bought it. <laughs> oh, it's like Skinwalker Ranch or something, you know? Uh, I don't think like a researcher bought it, though. Because wasn't Skinwalker brought, bought by like a UFO researcher to like prove that it was real? I believe so. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. this I couldn't find anything about who purchased this, uh, you know? Something to think about. A little food for thought there. Um, but I mean, conclusions, what do we got? 2009, pour one out for Kathleen May. She actually passed at the age of 89. Uh, now, the May boys, uh, I couldn't really find too much about them now. Like I said, they're in the documentary I watched for this. Maybe they um, bought it. Check that out. They were pretty old in that documentary, which I think was like probably 10 or 15 years ago. Um, but check that, check that documentary out. Don't really know what these guys are up to. Uh, I mean, what do we got? What do we got in terms of the Flatwoods monster, our conclusions, our final thoughts? What do we got? We'll start with you, Bill. Like I said, it's, it's really hard, hard to, to say. Um, I, I, I never want to be the one to say, oh, it absolutely wasn't true because I wasn't there. You know, um, I'm not going to discount the West Virginians shout out. <laughs> Y'all are great. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, I, I want I do want to take into account that, you know, there was that sci-fi going on in pop culture. Um, it was all it was the crave. It was a craze at the time. Uh, and, you know, if someone saw a meteor, the craft, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I, I kind of have to agree with Rob on just if they saw something weird, their mind could have kind of played tricks on them and they could have maybe unintentionally elaborated the whole story and maybe eventually even believed it. Okay. Um, so I think that, that you have to, you know, there's psychological elements that can come into play with things like this. All right. What do we got? Well, loyal Legion, you guys all know, I like to play the skeptic on things. A lot of the times, uh, just, as I said before, you know, not that I've seen a UFO crash or anything like that, but just being in a similar situation myself, I just am finding this a little bit far-fetched for myself. I'm going to say the crash, probably a meteor slash asteroid, and these guys are under a little heightened paranoia, a little... Like, what's going on over there in the woods? What is this thing? And 
probably saw an owl. Didn't know what it was. Okay. Starts hissing at them. They're thinking it's a damn monster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking for this one, like, it's like we said, a lot of this stuff is just kind of, it's legend, it's tales, you know, it's, it's tales as old as time. <laughs> tales as old as time. It's, <laughs> it's just like, it's a lot of stuff that you can't prove. It becomes their word against yours. Like, yes, maybe the May family did see something. I firmly do believe that they at least believe what they saw. I don't know if it was otherworldly. With all these stories, the evolution of this tale, you get these like, uh, you know, little uh, kernels, little popcorn kernels of truth come into the top. You know, did she have oil on her dress? Did the government take it? Was there men in black involved? Um, you know, what what is the actual truth here? There's so much bullshit that's been added, taken away over time. Um, and I think this one seems to just kind of live on as a classic American myth, we'll say, you know, urban legend, urban legend. I do think, well, not urban, rural legend. Not this time. (laughs) I do think, (laughs) I do think it is interesting to look into this stuff though, because like with so many of these that we research, you see how many of these tales or these stories are shaped into like legends and myth. You know, this is like. Think about this like classic Greek mythology. Like 5,000 years from now, imagine what this story will be. Like what is this tale going to be in 5,000 years? Uh, If you just have like an oral history of just this tale, um, you know, think about how how long 5,000 years is for a tale to evolve. What's it going to become? All this UFO stuff is going to become like some sort of classic like mythology, right? Good. Until they actually come for the invasion. Yeah, it's going to become like the next Medusa or something. Yeah, maybe they'll call him Old Spadehead. <laughs> old Spadehead, yeah. Old Spadehead, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, you look at him, he, he emits a poison gas. Uh, mustard gas. Yeah. You know? this, this could be a crazy... Light beaming out of the eyes. <laughs> beaming out of his eyes, yeah. This could be a crazy fucking tale. Say until the invasion happens, then maybe it becomes more truth. Yeah, maybe we do get invaded by a bunch of spade-headed monsters uh, sniffing gas or shooting gas at us. May boys tried to warn us. Uh, yeah, and and eighty years ago, we'll be eating our words there. Uh, this was not just an owl. Maybe owls are aliens. That is also a <laughs> possibility. Isn't there a movie about that? Like, like they say, octopus are aliens. Apparently. Well, yes, octopus are could in fact be aliens, but it isn't fourth kind. Like there's owls in that that are all creepy, right? Yep. Maybe they, again they took some. So this is a mix of like the fourth kind meets the Iron Giant. We have an Iron Alien Owl. Yes, we do. Iron Alien Owl. That's a good title, right? Not as good as the Flatwoods Monster. Love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there, there you have it, guys. Um, on this one, I want to cite. Flatwoods Monster, colon, A Legacy of Fear, which is a documentary, which is on Pluto TV for free. So go ahead and check that out. Um, I also want to cite Braxton Westford, BraxtonWV.org uh, for an article by Marilyn Hosey, um, which was some good history there. Uh, cryptids with a Z dot fandom dot com for the Flatwoods Monster. Uh, the CLIO.com. 
uh, for an article by George Fry and Billy Joe Payton, which was the Braxton County Monster Crash Site. Uh, also, Paranormal West Virginia, colon, The Flatwoods Monster by Shyla Klein and Shyla Parsons, which was on www.wboy.com. And the official Blue Book documents, which I will actually post a link in the description. Uh, and yes, as I said, there you have it, guys. Uh, if you have any information on this case, if maybe you're from West Virginia uh, and didn't take offense to this podcast, uh, go ahead and <laughs> shoot us. turn it off yet. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and shoot us a message. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, or yeah, if you have anything to add, any interesting kernels of truth, that you want to insert, uh, go ahead and let us know. And on that, if you know the whereabouts of the Flatwoods monster, feel free to give us a message on Instagram. It's podcast from outer space, podcast from outer space.com. You can check out our merch, check out episodes, see what we got going on. Uh, we got some more exciting stuff in the queue for you. And as always, thank you for tuning in loyal legion. Yeah. Real quickly. I do want to say, um, in the coming months, I'm actually we're in the process of switching our website over. So if you did want to order anything, go ahead and get that order in within the next like week or so because we will be revamping the entire website, so to speak, uh, in the coming months. Um, we're making an upgrade, boys. Yep. So there you have it. And on that, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, Konichiwa, bitches. And with that, loyal legion. Have a great night. Keep your eyes up. Keep your head on a fucking swivel, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You'll catch us somewhere out there. Later.